Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Post extra time. I'm Chris. I'm your host. Uh, no Mark or Alex this week. Uh, so we've just got Ryan. Hello. Well, I don't mean. I don't mean just. I mean you know. Well, that's not to say you're sort of any bogey prize or anything. <laughs> How you doing? I'm not bad. Do you? Yeah, grand. Thank you very much. The uh, bogey prize. That's almost like saying I'm the League Cup of the Man on the Post podcast. Is that where you are? <laughs> Potentially. Oh, I wouldn't have thought that. No, I thought you. Were... <laughs> I thought you were at least Johnson's paint or something. Oh, even better. FA Vars. <laughs> but that's keeping it real, isn't it? You've not sort of sold out to the, you know, to be a Premier League trophy like you know somebody else might do. You're, well, yeah, yeah, you, you've you've kept it real. Hmm. That was a compliment. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> right, we will be talking about uh, F. Well, not the FA Cup, not something else. Uh, we're talking about the Premier League uh, results this week. I'm looking forward to the Premier League games this weekend. Uh, and we'll be rounding off our um, uh, five-a-side draw. We've got five more sets of fixtures to review, uh, one of which is your team. Yes. So we shall see that. Uh, first of all, should we talk, start this off the table? Go on, then. We'll do that, shall we? Leicester City 2, West Brom 2. Um, now, when these two played each other before, this was in the middle of uh, Jamie Vardy's big rich run of fame but it didn't quite go according to plan this time did it um, they took the lead through Solomon Rondon and then Drinkwater and uh, Andy King made it 2-1 and then Craig Gardner did you see that free kick? Cracking free kick wasn't it? It was great wasn't it? Very, I was uh, very surprised I know Craig Gardner usually pops up with these you know stunners every so often but that was impressive to yeah. say the least I kind of think you know when free kicks are on goal of the month competitions Right. I kind of think that's cheating a little bit because you're hitting a dead ball and nobody can close you down. True, but I think there's a lot of skill with a free kick, though. You think? Hmm. I think it'd be unfair to rule them out just because they're dead balls. Although that is the same as saying, let's put a penalty in goal of the month. That's true. Well, unless you're Robert Pires and Thierry Henry. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, Andy King, he's, uh, he was a League One winner with Leicester City um, seven or eight years ago, and he's got a championship medal as well. So, uh, with all the other results that happened, do you reckon he's going to get a Premier League medal to hang around that uh, neck of his? At this point, I think they probably will, actually. I think, to be honest, and even when it was 2-2, they looked like a, a side that could beat anyone in the league. I think they had the chances to win the game as well, and... They just look like a team that's just playing for fun at this point. So that's probably the best mentality to have. They don't look like they're sort of putting themselves under pressure. That Andy King goal was just fantastic. Like Mares yes. with a worldly touch on the edge of the box into King. And just makes you think if they're playing with that much confidence, they're probably going to pick up the majority of the points they've got left. 
There was a point earlier in the season, do you remember they kind of went top and they had that home game against Manchester City where people thought, oh, now they're top, but they're going to start feeling the pressure. But that Mahrez assist shows they're still playing with a real sort of laissez-faire abandon, don't they? Yeah, even when it was sort of, you know, the last few minutes, they were just chicken balls into the box, you know, not... They, they didn't look like they were trying to force anything. They were just playing their style. You know, it, it didn't come to another goal. Mm. But you know, 2-2 in a difficult game, they played really well. And I think Ranieri after the game was pretty pleased with just the performance. I still kind of think that the title will elude them eventually. Um, but I think maybe more importantly than that, um, Manchester City in fourth place have got 47 points. They're 10 points behind Leicester. Uh, if they can get not only can they get that fourth place but if they can get that third place where they don't actually have to qualify for the Champions League and get some horrible qualifying draw where the dream all goes wrong and they can go straight into the group stages I think it would be fantastic well, I think also so their running is pretty calm if I remember rightly it's not like a, a sort of packed out set of fixtures no, well, they've got you, haven't they? And they've got Manchester United either last or last but one game. But then people are saying now this West Brom fixture is kind of indicative of how they're going to go. It's only the third time this season they've had the majority of possession. So these teams they're playing, are they just going to sit back and wait for Leicester to attack? Um, probably, but I, th- I think they've got a lot about them to win majority of those fixtures. Man, Man United and Chelsea are both very winnable fixtures. They've... Obviously, you know, played really well against Chelsea last time out, so it's not in the realm of, you know, outside of possibility that they can go on and win the majority of those games. Yeah. And it seems like everyone else is slipping up as well. Um, would you like a quiz? Go on then. Andy King is the fourth Welshman to score on St David's Day in the Premier League. Can you name the other three? Um, I'm going to take a guess at Jarvan for some reason. Uh-huh. Just Joe Allen. No, I t- let me give you a clue. All three are retired. Oh, Ryan Giggs? <laughs> no. Oh, well, no then. <laughs> Mark Pembridge. Right. Dean Saunders. Okay. And Jack, you have to look these up in your history books. And Jack, gonna... Jack Collison. Okay. Okay, well, I wouldn't have got that. We no, probably no. could have done that entire podcast and <laughs> you just thinking, who's Welsh? Uh, yeah. Any of them. Prince Harry. No, he's the English. He's the <laughs> Prince. Um, but next for Leicester, they're away at Watford, where they last played in the Premier League in February 2000, which, according to the FA's website, was a one-all draw, but Leicester City had 100% of the possession. Oh, that's impressive. Yeah. I mean, well done to Watford, I guess. Egalio's <laughs> <laughs> um, only scored one goal in nine, and they lost a little bit unluckily yesterday, uh, which we'll talk about in a bit. Um, can you see the win in there, Leicester? Yeah, I think if Watford... Well, I mean, Watford played... And we'll go go over it more in a bit. But yeah, Watford played really well against United. And they, as you said, they were very unlucky to come away with, with no points. But Igalo, if he carries on this sort of vein of bad form, uh, Leicester are probably going to win it. I mean, it is, at, it is at Watford. So it's going to be a tough ask, but I think Leicester are probably just on a bit of a better stretch at the moment. Yeah. Um, quick word for West Brom. They've lost two out of ten now. Uh, they got the Brian Robson derby on Saturday when they're at home to Manchester United. This is also the um, Alex Ferguson retiring derby as well, wasn't it? <laughs> yes. Um, how do you reckon that one's going to go? Can you see a happy reunion for Evans and Fletcher? 
I can see them coming away with a point against United. Mm, Um, Tony Pulis is obviously setting his sides out to be very, very stubborn and quite difficult to either break down or sort of quite... They're they're, they're strong in possession. So I think United will have a tough time getting through, but I think West Brom will be quite resilient and sort of stop anything that United throw at them. So probably going to be like a one-all draw, I can expect. Okay. Um, Arsenal won Swansea 2. Uh, Joel Campbell took the lead. Oh, not drunk up to the lead. He scored first, I think. And then Wayne Ratledge equalised with those eyes of his. And then Ashley Williams scored the winner. Um, nobody expected this, did they? I think this is... It, no one expected it, but it should be sort of expected of typical Arsenal, really. This is the time of year they do this sort of thing, isn't it? It's, yeah, I, I can't remember. I saw a tweet. I don't know if it was... I can't remember where I saw it, but someone said it was a tweet from three years ago, and it was like springtime, Arsenal's <laughs> championship reigns coming to an end. It's, it, it happens every time. This as well should should have been their year, really, with Man City not playing, being great, you know, Chelsea out of the picture, United out of the picture. All sort of normal stuff would indicate that this should have been Arsenal's season, but they've just just typical Arsenal. Well, they've got back-to-back Premier League losses, haven't they? And then they lost to Barcelona in the Champions League. Um, what did Arsene Wenger blame? He, he blamed the referee because it was o, Ozil was fouled. Was it Ozil? I think it was Ozil that was fouled on yeah. the centre circle. And then they went on and scored. But it, maybe he should have blamed Mertesacker for standing still. Well, or any of the defenders for just doing nothing. That's what he said. I saw his quote on the telly this morning and he said, yes, it was a foul on Ozil and all our players stopped. It was like, well, why didn't you blame your players for stopping? You play to the whistle, don't you? Well, he's not like, well, you know, the referee didn't blow his whistle, so my players had to stop. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's that thing, you know, when um, players think they're fouled, so they automatically pick the ball up. <laughs> and then give away a free kick for handball. Yeah. <laughs> it was something like that. Um... Adrian Sanchez hit the bar, but like we say, back-to-back losses for Arsenal in the Premier League now. Um, now then, Arsenal have lost back-to-back matches, as I said, um, for the first time since November 2014. Now, another little quiz. Who, was the last, who did they lose to in those two matches? I can expect it to be two sort of teams that wouldn't have expected it to be, potentially. Maybe United and Liverpool, but well, I know that's not, I don't know that's just a bit of a. It was United and Swansea. And course, oh, who oh. did they lose to on Sunday? <laughs> you know, I was, damn, I should have predicted the pattern here. <laughs> uh, Swansea made six changes as well, and Guidlin was missing with a chest infection. So all credit to them for for getting this win. Um, they fully fully deserved it. Um, Arsenal are next up away at Spurs in the North London derby. No check because he injured his groin, didn't he? Going up for that corner at the yeah. end. <laughs> um, and Spurs have won five out of their last six I know they lost last night but Spurs are either going to be incredibly Spursy at the weekend or they're going to they're going to walk away with it aren't they well I suppose it's the same question Arsenal could be really Arsenal-y and just either play really well or just have that sort of demoralised what can we do let's throw the game away type thing so it's going to be a really interesting game because I think both teams have got something to prove at this point and I mean Arsenal were very unlucky against Swansea you know they hit the bar twice as you said but would a better striker have put them the chances away I think that's always the Arsenal question but yeah. Arsenal it'll be a tough game I think 
you know, it's at White Hart Lane, so it's going to be quite a lot of stuff. This is Tottenham need to sort of prove that they can stay up with the big boys now and sort of say, you know, let's cement the second place. Beating Arsenal would give them a really good opportunity of doing that. This is like the irresistible force meeting, meeting the immovable object, isn't it? Who's going to be win? The team that's more Spursy or the team that's more Arsenal? Yeah, it's, it's, it's difficult because both teams can play really, really well on their day, but they can both play really, really badly on their day. So. Yeah. Swansea got a bit of a humdinger as well at the weekend. They are at home to Norwich, uh, which is quite a relegation scrap, isn't it? Norwich in the bottom three on 24 points in 18th place. And then you've got Swansea two places above them on 30. Um, Swansea really need that win, don't they? Just to push them that little bit further away, just to make it uh, um, three from four to go down rather than them being dragged in it. Yeah, I mean they've got a sort of fairly decent goal difference in com- like comparison to the the bottom four teams below them. So getting the win would would sort of give them that big boost. I mean that's what's currently six points clear of Sunderland, so yeah. they'd put themselves in a really good opportunity. Nine points plus a goal difference, they'd be in a really good position to avoid relegation, like for definite. Yeah, and Swansea, uh, not Swansea, Norwich. They've not won since the second of January, where they beat Southampton, and they lost uh, to you well, guys, didn't they? Yeah, Mark's uh, man crush, Alex Neal, is really struggling now. He is. He is. He, yeah. He needs that hug, doesn't he? He, he does, <laughs> especially after the Chelsea game as well. He's probably not going to be feeling too hot about it. So. <laughs> uh, West Ham won Spurs nil. This was, um, well, what we were just saying, it was almost inevitable really, wasn't it? Michael Antonio, second goal in a week, headed from a Dimitri Payet corner. Um, I was trying to figure out what this celebration was in reference to. Oh, I didn't actually see his celebration. I completely missed that bit. It was a very sort of camp arm dancing celebration. Oh. Uh, but he's got six, six in eight at home in all competitions. He's done all right, hasn't he? West Ham in general have, have done all right. You know, sixth place up in the league now. I think they've had a really good year. Yeah. Having someone like Payet in the team, is, I think Bilic has come in, he's you know brought these players in that he's probably thinking, let's get, get a bit more sort of fluidity in the team. And now that they're playing with that confidence, they're sort of happier. By those things. They're just enjoying their football by the looks of it. And I think that's going a long way, especially for Antonio. Yeah. Spurs got 65% possession of this game, only nine shots. Um, and they, all those shots came in the second half. They had no shots in the first half. And that was only the second time in 13 years. You don't really want to start stuttering up front at this time, do you? No, I think again that's that sort of thing that we we're talking about earlier, where Tottenham were very Spursy in in terms of having a really good reign of form and then just sort of stopping dead right. It's not like it was a gradual thing. You know, no shots in that first half. It's sort of, especially with Harry Kane in the form that he's in. You don't expect the team itself just to stop in their tracks. No. Um, well, next up for West Ham, they are away at Everton in... That's the, the Paolo Di Canio catching the ball derby. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think David Unsworth derby as well. He, he went down to West Ham and didn't like it because it was too far south and went back up <laughs> north, didn't he? <laughs> um, the last time they met, it was a 2-1 win for Everton in uh, November 2014. That was um, Lukaku and Leon Osman scoring. Remember Leon oh. Osman? Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, Manchester United won Watford nil. Juan Mata. Uh, who was your favourite free kit then, Gardner or Matters? Probably Gardner's. Yours? Yeah, I yeah. say so as well. I do no. like Juan Mata. He's like the Manchester United player you can like. It's a bit like when they had Paul Scholes, wasn't it? 
Yeah. I mean, yeah, Master's a player that obviously I liked it while he was at Chelsea as well. Oh, so he, he's just a, he's just a nice guy. Yeah. He, whenever he talks, he's just a bit like, you know, I'm just chill. I'm happy. Yeah. Nice guy, Do... very wealthy. Yes. Makes you sick. <laughs> uh, well, then they're now level with City on 47 points, aren't they? Though City got a game in hand. Um, four successive wins to United, although two of those were against Midtjylland and Shrewsbury. Um, is it too early to say United are back? I think it's a little bit. I think considering the way that the, the game went, I think Watford were very good. And I think if Agalo was in the same form he was in at the beginning of the season you're looking at a very different result yeah one out of Igala, nine score, he's, the chances he, he spurred were just unbelievable chances that you don't get against Manchester United and at, you know, especially at Old Trafford United looked really sloppy at the back and he should have tucked some in I think he had an opportunity to square it to Troy Deeney and went alone and De Gea is a great goalkeeper and you're not really going to beat him on a one-on-one situation you could have just Squared it to Dini, who would have had a tap in. I think that sort of summed up their entire after, uh, evening, really. Did Dini say jolly bad look when it happened, <laughs> or did he? Was he? Really he looked vocal? a bit more furious than that. <laughs> <laughs> of course, he's captain as well, isn't he? Not squaring it yeah. to the captain with an open goal. Mm. That's a cardinal sin. Um, United it was the fourth youngest average age for one of their starting 11s. Um, twenty-three years and two hundred and twenty-two days. I think he, Van Gaal sort of decided, well, the, the senior players aren't getting it done and they're too injured, so let's bring the, the youngsters in. I think it's that thing of if the season is unsalvageable from a title perspective, why not start giving the youth a, a chance and giving them some game time? And yeah. it's working out really well with Rashford in particular. Yeah. Um, although I don't, I, I'm very sceptical because a lot of people got super hyped on Yamazai in his first couple of games. And Makeda, okay, remember him? Yeah. Yeah, Makeda. Because the thing with the Anazai was, I think he'd scored two goals in his first game, and everyone was like, he's going to be the, let's get him for England. And he's like, he, no, he's not. <laughs> let's not get him for England. No. And I think, you know, United seem to be very, once they've seen a young player that they like in a couple of games, they're like, well, play him in every game. That, that doesn't work, unfortunately. You have to temper their expectations a little bit. Yeah, well, remember Nick Powell as well. Yeah, that's another one. Mm, there's a few that you have to sort of watch your way with. Um, Manchester City um, lost 3-0 to Liverpool at Anfield. Uh, Adam Alana, James Milner and Roberto Firmino. Did you see these goals? Yes, Milner's, Milner's goal was fantastic. It was very good. Very odd celebration, though. Yeah. It was like no. some Milner, of Milner's a very odd person, really. Do you think? Yeah. Why? I don't know. He just... I suppose not. I don't he's probably just generally normal, which is quite odd in football. <laughs> Being normal has made him stand out. Is that what? Yeah, I mean, because <laughs> the best thing, the only reason, well, James Milner is one of those things. Well, I've I've seen a, a Twitter account called Boring Milner. Yeah, that's right. And it's the most entertaining thing on the internet <laughs> because I can just imagine that is him in real life. Like, what did you get up to? Oh, nothing. I just sat and watched TV. Yeah, okay. That, that, I can just imagine <laughs> all he does is just nothing. Just Potters around the house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, was Joe Hart at fault for Adam Alana's goal? He's. He seemed to, the ball didn't seem to be travelling that fast, did he? He just kind of flopped down, didn't he? A bit of a difficult one. I think he probably didn't have the greatest vision of it. But then again, at the same time, we, we all know how me and Alex, especially, feel about Joe Hart. Mm. 
it, I think he's probably thinking, how can I make this the best looking safe possible? And it probably got too late and he couldn't reach it in time. Did you see him try and get the ball off of Firmino afterwards? Yeah, he was a bit upset, wasn't he? He was, yeah. <laughs> Firmino laughing at him as well probably didn't help. I mean, um, I think the problem with Hart is he's got, he's supposed to have a very good back four in front of him, but in reality, that back four is absolutely terrible. Well, that Firmino goal came from Otamendi pretty much heading the ball straight at, I can't remember who it was, but straight at a Liverpool player. I mean, I'm, I'm sort of thinking about the past couple of defenders they've put their faith in, you know, like they signed Demichelis a few years ago, who's been quite underwhelming the entire time. Uh, Mangala cost so much money and hasn't overly impressed. And Altamendi's one of these players that seems to be very inconsistent. I think you've got to give players a, a season or so, because Otamendi is a very talented player. So yes, absolutely. You've got to give him a bit of time to sort of settle, haven't you? Yeah, I mean, making mistakes like that's not going to help. But I think no. Joe Hart gets he gets generally very frustrated. Yeah. He looked very angry after every goal, pretty much blaming his defence. <laughs> uh, Raheem Sterling subbed off at half-time for Paul Lamb. Um, yeah, Klopp said, any idiots stay on the floor and wait for the next defeat so he wanted them to be up and at him uh, after what happened on Sunday which is which is you know, fair enough um, City won 2 out of 10 away in the league and dropped 13 points from 8 games and also rather worryingly Sergio Aguero scored 1 out of 8 um, James Milner the aforementioned James Milner he's scored in 41 games and Premier League games and never lost that's it's, it's an incredible stat isn't it did you know who's got the record of 46 games no here's a quiz X, Aston Villa, Leicester City, and Manchester City. Oh, went, went to Turkey for a bit. Oh, that's. I, I'm sort of picturing it in my brain, but I can't figure it out. Had a very oddly high scoring record for England. Oh. Oh, hang on. No way. I'm. I'm blanking. Enlighten me. Darius Vassell. Oh, Darius Vassell. Oh my God. Yeah. Was that who you were thinking? No, I did. It wasn't originally, but as soon as you say the name of Sal, it's just like oh, that's the memories. <laughs> uh, Liverpool now are away to Palace, uh, where of course a three-nil lead is never safe. <laughs> uh, and Manchester City are at home to Aston Villa, who uh, we'll talk about in a bit. But I think if ever you want a game to come back from where you've been as awful as this, probably Aston Villa at home is what you want. Yeah, unless you end up losing the game. Um... Well, they mean, only it's... won three two last year, didn't they? Um, at, at the Etihad. Yeah, I think it's probably it's going to be a Man City win. Uh, it just depends how much they fire back and how quickly. I yeah. think they need to. It's been a very odd couple of weeks for Man City, and I'm not sure where they're going to go from here. I think obviously a level on points with United, which no one really saw coming. Yes, they've got a game in hand, but that's you know, only a potential three points which still seems crazy. Uh, the FA Cup thing with the youth team and then the Champions League, you know, if they face someone a bit sort of stronger than Kiev, no disrespect to them, are they going to be a safe? And then obviously their Premier League and then League Cup win. It's, it's all been a bit of a, a busy couple of weeks. It's Pellegrini blamed the fixture congestion in the week. So the players were very tired mm. after Sunday. Um, quick thing, did you see Jurgen Klopp after the game this week? What, the, the game at Anfield? Yes. Mm, do what, no? He, um, so, so I think they asked him a question about what 
how he felt about the performance. He said, "Oh, to be honest, the, oh, the, he, was, he was asked about other results in the league. He said, oh, I've not seen any. All I know is that Bayern Munich lost.' <laughs> and he just and he just burst out laughing. No, I didn't see it. <laughs> so he was just like, oh, "I haven't seen any results from this week, but I know that Bayern Munich lost." <laughs> and he just burst out laughing in front of the comments, <laughs> the interviewer. So he's mad. He's a mad guy. Well, you can tell where his heart lies, obviously. Well, absolutely. He's clearly busy thinking, oh, don't, don't worry about the Premier League. I want to know what's going on in the Bundesliga. Yeah, he's still got a, <laughs> a yellow-shaped heart, hasn't he? Yeah. Uh, well, speaking of Aston Villa, they lost 3-1 at home to Everton in the David Ginler derby. Um, Aston Villa fans walked out on 74 minutes, I think because they were founded in 1874. Um, Aston Villa are... Ooh, crack it there. Eight points from safety, and they've still got to play Manchester City, Spurs, Chelsea, Manchester United, and Arsenal. I can't. I mean, they're, they're down. They're doomed. Yeah, they're, I can't make a case from staying up. Can you? No, they're they're just awful. Pretty much every game, they've just been so poor. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's never any good news either. I mean, <laughs> it's just a constant e- stream of... e- even after a loss everyone gets upset about Micah Richards tweeting a picture of a car oh no it's Julian Lescott wasn't it uh, Julian Lescott yeah sorry it was, uh, it was, uh, it was just well, it was stuck uh, in his pocket <laughs> just <laughs> getting worse and worse for Villa and to, is it worth them just going into the championship for a season to realign and then oh, come straight back up I think that's a bit of a misnomer that there's a lot of people that say oh you go down to the championship regroup and then come with that championship is a hell of a hard oh no absolutely yeah. you look at all the ex-Premier League teams that are in the championship it's it's a real difficult league to come out of I suppose it depends on who they keep in their squad as well well who would you uh, want to keep I mean this poisonous lot have got them down well who, who would want to stay yeah, well, I mean, yeah, who'd want to stay, but who'd want to buy them <laughs> for a start? I, I, I can imagine a couple of players would probably get a couple of offers. Maybe who like Jack Grealish would probably get an offer from sort of a, a mid to low table Premier League team that just wants to sort of bolster some units. And I think Grealish would be one of the players finding a new home. Um, I wonder if many of these players have got release clauses as well in there, or um, not release like clauses, wage crops. Wage, yeah, wage drops, yeah. They're just. They're doing 16 points out of 28 appearances, you know, and minus 29 goal difference. It's just looking worse and worse every every weekend. It is. It's woeful. Um, State 1, Newcastle 0. Now, this is my goal of the weekend, Shakiri. Great goal. I love him to bits anyway, let alone him scoring goals like this. Great celebration too, I thought. I really enjoyed his celebration. What did he do? I think he jumped over the, the little barricade and he just sort of stood there where he crossed his arms and he just, you know, stood up tall, but he can't really stand up that tall because he's quite <laughs> tiny. And then a massive Arnautovic came out of nowhere. And, but it was just, I think it's just a bit of a, I think it was his first goal in a while or his first yeah. goal at home. So he sort of clearly enjoyed just being with the, soaking in the fans' attention. I remember Gordon Strachan scoring once for, I think it was Leeds, and he tried um, jumping over the advertising hoarding and it was so short he couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the first Newcastle game in 18 days after they lost 5-1 to you lot um, they've uh, they've lost their last six away and they've scored seven away goals all season if they are going to go down where are they minute they're 19th um, well there's three teams on 24 points isn't it 18, uh, 17, 18 and 19th but it's their home form that's got to keep them up really isn't it and they're at home to Bournemouth on Saturday um, it's a must win well it's must win for both I mean it, 
if Bournemouth lose and results go against them, they're dragged back in a little bit. If they win, then they're virtually home free, aren't they? They're in a good position. I think they'll probably be, even if they do lose, I think they'll probably be okay. Yeah. Newcastle are in dire straits. I'm surprised McLaren's still there. I do. It's just, if, if it wasn't Norwich and Sunderland, the other two teams in the drop race, I'd probably say Newcastle were pretty doomed as well. Because mm. they, again, they don't ever seem to have a positive. They've got a £73 million net spend from this season. It's not really got them anywhere. No. No. Um, well, next up was Stoke. Stoke are in... Stoke are interesting. They're in seventh place. They're five points off a Champions League place. Um, they're away at you lot. Who, for all your winning, you've got an awful lot of draws as well, haven't you? Yep. I think we're very, very, very draw central. There'll probably be a draw because Stoke, Stoke are a good side. I really rate Stoke because it's, it's a group of players, you know. They've got people like Shakiri now. Um, Afalai is pretty good. The new, um, is it Mbolo? Is that yep. the, he's, um, he seemed to be quite a, an interesting purchase and he's turning out pretty good for them. So it'll be a tough ask anyway, yeah. that's for sure. And you've got Pato as well, who's hit the ground running. <laughs> Don't don't forget about Myaska, the defender. He's been slotted straight into the first team. What's happened to him? Is this the American guy? Yeah, I think he's just on the bench. Maybe I think I think he was on the bench last night or the other night. He's on the Bogard bench. Yeah, he's not really doing much to be honest. No. Uh, well, speaking of you, like then uh, Norwich won Chelsea two in the Chris Sutton derby. Um, Nathan Redmond equalised after Kennedy uh, scored. Within, was it thirty four seconds? Uh, something like 42 seconds maybe I think it's the fastest goal of the season this year yeah and then everyone's favourite Diego Costa scored um, you've won three in a row now in the Premier League good form I think it was interesting as well playing a couple of the youngsters Kennedy who's supposedly a right winger playing at left back was an interesting choice to say the least yeah turned out well because I, I think it's clearly punishing young Baba Raman even though I think Punishing a young player for that a mistake isn't probably the best way to go about it. Um, Kennedy played pretty well. Traore, who started his first game, played really well, I thought, in the time that he had. And things are looking up again for Chelsea. Three wins on the trot, as you said. Bit of a weak second half. Yeah. But um, as long as Diego Costa keeps scoring these offside goals. Yes, was he offside? Winning he? Every... Yeah, he was, yeah. By it's, a little bit or a lot? Probably his whole body was offside. Yeah, and what about the linesman up... was out of position? But... Oh, was he? Mm. Um, and what about the picked up back pass from Courtois? I actually missed that bit. I looked away, and then people were freaking out. Um, so I didn't, but I, I didn't see too many replays of it. So I don't think it would have been. No, I think the Norwich fans were more upset than perhaps they needed to be. Yeah, and it helps if you don't head your own player as well, like Gary O'Neill and Robbie well, Brady. Oh, that was that looked painful because it was. Like on his teeth as well. I think he lost two teeth, didn't he? Yeah, probably in the other guy's head because it yeah. just blood was streaming out everywhere. I think the most painful thing I've seen was someone losing teeth in a football pitch. It was a um, free kick that a Napoli player took. I think it was the Champions League, and the goalkeeper dived towards the ball, um, didn't get there, but managed to clatter his head into the post. <sighs> oh. and lost two teeth. <laughs> One of the worst things I've seen is just a picture of Dribble Cisse's leg after he broke it in two Ooh, places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
yeah. he's a player that if he if you need to say don't do football, he's the shining example of what not to do because he broke his leg twice. Twice, yeah. Oh, yeah. Paul, <laughs> I love Jubal Cisse to bits. Um, Paul Norwich, they've lost eight out of nine and only scored in four out of their last eight league games. I think they're doomed, personally. It doesn't see he doesn't seem to have um, an idea about how to get themselves out of this. And you know, losing two one at home to Chelsea with a bit sense of injustice and the five four against Liverpool. There's only so many times you can consider yourself unlucky before you look at your own players. Yeah, I think the formation choice was a bit off as well. What Playing did they do? three, I think he played three at the back. Um, I think he played. Was it? Yeah, I think it was three at the back with two wide guys, but the wide players sort of dropped in quite deep. So it was almost like five at the back for one striker, which probably isn't overly needed. He said he, you know, the analysis after the game was saying put four at the back, have your two left back and right back because you only really need the two defenders for Costa because Costa's not that mobile really as a player. No, so I think he's one of these. Yeah, I think he's one of these reputation players, isn't he? You think, oh, that's Costa. We've got to put a couple of people on him. Whereas, yeah. you know, if you do watch him, like you say, he doesn't. He doesn't sort of spin you out wide or anything all that much, does he? No, even if he does break past you, he's not the quickest player to get away, like to get away from you. So, probably, yeah. Again, how many times can you say we were really unlucky in the game when really the formation was probably wrong to begin with? Yeah. Um, Sunderland 2 Crystal Palace 2 Brandon Doye uh, scored for Sunderland Connor Wickham scored 2 um, Fabio Barini what a goal this was no did he mean it I don't know no, Sam Allardyce reckons his goal of the season anywhere it was a very very good goal I don't know if he meant it the way he meant it what well he had a bit of a moment cross it maybe I'll give give him the benefit of the doubt and say he meant it yeah obviously I really like Barini still as well I mean I wouldn't be unhappy if he was still at Liverpool he had a bit of a moan after the game but not a moan he was he'd sort of got asked about the goal and he was just like well I'm just excited to play football because I haven't been playing a lot recently yeah so I had a bit of a a dick it was almost saying like you know maybe I should play more Mm. Um, good result for Sunderland though yeah, what are they? They're seventeenth now, aren't they? They're at the bottom three on um, on goal difference. Um, Connor Wickham, uh, he scored four in two games, having only scored two in his last eighteen. Palace now fourteenth place, and what are they? They're nine points off of um, off the relegation zone, which sounds a lot. But when you consider they've not won since December the nineteenth, they've drawn four and lost seven. If this continues, you can easily see. Them being dragged in a little bit, can't you? You can see. You yeah. Can, I mean, if you can kind of see Bournemouth overtaking them, Swansea if they go on a bit of a run, you can see them being fifth bottom in a couple of weeks. Yeah, they've been dropping quite quickly. I mean, they've got Liverpool on Sunday, mm. so that's not going to be a, a you know an easy result as it is, and you know, and seems to be the the course for a Pardew side at this point in the season. They're I think they're going to struggle. They'll, I'm, I'm sure they'll be safe, um, just because the other teams around them at the bottom have probably been too poor to get really dragged into it. But I think they're going to end up sort of being 16th yeah. or 17th, you know, just sort of clutching on at the end. Yeah, indeed. And then um, Sunderland are away at Southampton. Who, do you remember when they last went there? No. They lost 8 0. Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember that now, yeah. I'm sure they probably remember that night as well. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, they should probably try and forget it before the game, because it's probably not really going to be a very good thing to think about. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to stick sort of posters of that on the wall, do you, and sort of rallying call for that? <laughs> Guys, get ready, because last time, we lost 8-0! Yeah! yeah. Damn it. <laughs> Uh, and then, very briefly, Bournemouth-Southampton. I just wrote the goal scorers' names for this. I didn't really write anything else. I, I even watched the game and I wasn't particularly bothered. <laughs> Did you see anything on this? Uh, I saw a couple of the goals, but yeah, it was one of those ones hers. Yeah. <laughs> Quite late on, sort of bottom of the list for match of the day, so it wasn't the most entertaining no, fixture. You, you were zonked to sleep by then, were you? <laughs> just about, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, uh, in the Championship... Blackburn beat Middlesbrough 2-1, didn't they? Hmm. Uh, which was somewhat of a surprise. Yeah, Middlesbrough a good side. And Blackburn, wouldn't, yeah, wouldn't have really expected that. I think Hull are playing tonight at the moment, aren't they? Uh, Middlesbrough are on third on 64 points. And you've got Hull second on 64 as well. And Burnley top on 65. Um, in other news, Celtic drew with Dundee. Uh, and Aberdeen took full advantage of that by beating Dundee United. So you've got Celtic top with 63 points. And then Aberdeen on 59. Um, this is really Aberdeen's season. Because Rangers will probably be up next season, won't they? Yeah, back to normality after that, I assume. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, the Greek Cup's been cancelled after violence between PAO, Salonika and Olympiakos in the semi-final. Um, what else have we got? We've mentioned Bayern lo- losing, didn't we? Yeah, of course, to Mainz. Got, yeah, and they've got um, Der Klasse. Is it? Oh, this is my German accent. This marks should be doing this really, shouldn't they? <laughs> we'll just say they got Dortmund at the weekend, shall we? Yeah. Uh, Galatasaray got a one-year European ban for breach of FFP. Uh, and Coppa Italia, did you see this? No. Nope. Uh, Juventus beat Inter on penalties. Juve won the, on the semi-final of the Coppa Italia. Juve won the first leg 3-0. Job done. They rest Pogba and Buffon. They lose the second leg 3-0. So it goes to extra time and penalties. Um, Rodrigo Palacio, he of the really annoying ponytail missed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Leonardo Benucci scored the winner. Um, the decisive penalty. Where they will play Milan in the final. Milan beat the third tier uh, Alessandria 5 0, um, which is 6 0 on aggregate. That's right. Yeah. Uh, and have you seen the two great minds of football come together this week? No. Seth Blatter and Richard Keyes? Ah, uh, no. <laughs> I clearly avoided this like the play, clearly. <laughs> Who is the more morally repugnant p- person? Seth Blatter. I mean, I know Richard Keyes is a horrible person, but. <laughs> Putting him in the same league as Zeppelin is probably a bit too harsh. You think? <laughs> Mate, well, I do hate Richard Keyes. You think if Sepp Blatter had stood up and said it was just banter, it would be all right? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's that's the ultimate excuse. Yeah. So, what, why, what's with all that FIFA corruption, you know, Qatar? Well, it's just banter. Mm. Perfectly fine. Perfectly fine. It's just banter. Let's just crack on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right, we should do a five. Have you got anything else you want to mention at all? Uh, no, no, not no. No? Okay. Right, we shall go on with our uh, five-a-side team. We drew our 20 teams out against each other. Um, this is where we've been picking our Premier League all-time five-a-side teams for all the teams in the Premier League at the moment. Uh, through the last few weeks and months, we've been picking each individual team's all-time Premier League team. So you've got one goalkeeper, one defender, and then any three other players. Uh 
Last week, Norwich beat Everton, Arsenal beat Aston Villa, Liverpool beat Watford, Leeds beat Southampton and Manchester City beat West Bromwich Albion. This week, first of all, we've got Sunderland versus Crystal Palace. So your Sunderland team, uh, if you want to make a note of this, you've got um, Thomas Sorensen in goal, John Mensah in defence and then you've got Julio Arca, uh, Fabio Giacarini and Kevin Phillips uh, and Crystal Palace... Have got, what does it say, Palace? Ah, we've got uh, Nigel Martin in goal, Chris Coleman in defence, um, Attila Lombardo, Andy Johnson, and uh, Miles Jelinek. Oh, that's a tough one. Mm. I, I, I'm tempted just to go. Stick your finger in the air. <laughs> Which way is this going? Um, Kevin Phillips is just a, a born goal scorer. So, uh, I'm. So... It's almost like he, they should win by default, really. Wow, Attila Lombardo is a European Cup winner. No, is he? No, he's not, is he? But he's a hell of a player. Oh, yeah. Andy Johnson nearly... Kept, in 2005, Andy Johnson very nearly single-handedly kept that team up, didn't he? he Andy Johnson's a great player. Yeah. He was, he was really, really good. And then... Yeah, but Kevin Phillips is Kevin Phillips. He scored wherever he went. Um, Andy Johnson, ex-Birmingham City, did score in front of the whole tent um, and just stand in front of them with his arms out wide, which was rather amusing. <laughs> Nigel Martinman's Cornish, so he gets my vote. Nigel Martin's been in, the, in another team, hasn't he, I think? He's in the Leeds team. Oh, wow. That's how good he is. <laughs> He's in two places at once. Torrance Sorensen, although he's still playing in the A-League in Australia. Um, that doesn't had, count, though. That doesn't, no, it doesn't. He's, he had a, every now and then, he would have a horrible rick in him, wouldn't he? Yeah. Um, I can't remember either John Mentzer or Chris Coleman playing football, to be honest. No, neither can I. <laughs> uh, Jackarini, I really, really liked, and I wish he was still there, to be honest. Yeah. Um, Jedinak, he's a bit meh for me. Yeah. Julio Arca, any great feelings either way for him? Yeah, I liked him. I thought he was a good player. Yeah, did a job anyway. You're leaning towards his Sunderland team, aren't you? Yeah, I think I think so. I think that's what I'm going for at the moment. Yeah, well, do you know, I really like Jackarini, so we'll there go you with go. Sunderland, Sunderland team. All right, yeah, we'll do that. Right. Uh, oh, look, West Ham Spurs. We had that, didn't we, this week? Um, <gasps> West Ham. We've got uh, Ludek McCloskey in goal, Julian Dix in defence, Paolo Di Canio, Joe Cole, and Carlos Tevez. Um, that's a really good team, isn't it? No, it is. <laughs> Spurs, where's my Spurs team? Oh, uh, Hugo Lloris, Ledley King, Gareth Bale, Luka Modric, Jermaine Defoe. See, that's a good team as well. Oh, it is, isn't it? Uh, McCloskey versus Lloris. Uh, okay, I think we've got to go with Lloris, haven't we? Yeah. Um, Julian Dix versus Ledley King. Julian Dix was a really underrated player, I think. People just think he's a John Spencer head-kicking thug, but he was a really good player. <laughs> I think Ledley King's a little bit overrated as well, to be quite honest. Yes, yes, he is. I was thinking this when we did it. Um, he's always injured, and when he wasn't, I think people just went on about him because he was an English defender that was all right. Any English player normally is like, yeah, English player, best player in the world. No, he's not, but, yeah. you know. Exactly. Now imagine you're sat in front of a TV, and you've got a remote control, and on one side you can get to see... Gareth Bale, Luka Modric or Jermaine Defoe play or you can turn over and watch Paolo Di Canio, Joe Cole and Carlos Tevez I'm going with this West Ham team I'm going West Ham the, the, one of the reasons is because I can already see Jermaine Defoe play and that's boring <laughs> <Yeah>. so 
Jermaine Defoe for me is one of those players where I think when he retires, people are going to think he played a few good games. He had a couple of good seasons. Yeah. And then that's it. Whereas, like, Decanio's got so many memorable moments. Joe Cole has got quite a few good memorable moments. His career's faltered beyond belief. Yes. In fact, which is such a shame. It started when he joined you chaps, didn't it? Really? Did we, he get we, a fair we, crack of the whip? I think he got a fair crack, but we just ruined him. We just ruined players. That's the chance. <laughs> it's, it's, it almost should just be on the badge. We ruined, we ruined players. Yeah. Also um, Manchester City in bracket. <laughs> That's a very angry West Ham team, isn't it? I mean, Joe Cole, not Joe Cole, Palo de Canio, Julian Dix, and Carlos Tevez. Yeah, you wouldn't want to sort of piss anyone off, especially like, say, if it was on like a golf course or something, Tevez, you'd probably get a bit too mad. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, actually, that, that's a good point. Would the West Ham, would the West Ham team even be five? Would Carlos Tevez even play? Would he just be off playing golf, thinking, you know, I don't like football anymore? No, I think he would. That was old Carlos Tevez. <laughs> this is Carlos Tevez version 2.0. <laughs> the one that's like throwing himself into tackles. Yeah, you? that's yeah, quite literally actually. If you see, yes, <laughs> right, uh, well, West Ham, West Ham team. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We'll go with him. Right, Stoke versus Leicester City. Stoke City uh, have got Jack Butland in goal, Ryan Shawcross, uh, Matty Etherington, Zeran Shakiri, and Bojan Kurcic. Leicester have got Casey Keller, Matt Elliott, Muzzy Is It, Theo Zagarakis, and Emma Heskey. Ooh, that's quite a tough one. Matthew Edmonton's Cornish yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, I love Thea Zagarakis and I love Muzzy, is it? Yeah, the other team's pretty good, though, I reckon. Oh. Um, that Stoke team's pretty tasty. Caller and Butland. Butland. Yeah. Yeah. Shawcross or Matt Elliott? Probably Shawcross for me, mm. but. The problem is, I grew up in Leicester, and I spent most of my late teens, early twenties watching all these players play. So I do feel well, quite connected. I think, I think the Leicester one's probably a better shout. I mean, the Stoke teams are quite a recent Stoke team. Yeah. Whereas that Leicester team's got a bit more. I mean, Emil Heskey. I mean, he's probably not going to score you any goals, but it knock over the opposition be, for Muzzy and Theo. Yeah, it'll be there. So that's good. A being there, is, yeah, that's a, that's a, just a prerequisite, though, isn't it? Just being there. Well, it'll, it'll, he'll play his part, obviously. Uh, um, I think it's probably the Leicester team for me out of the two, just because the Stoke team's just a bit too recent, I think. Oh, really? You're going a bit vintage, are you? Yeah. Um, oh, do you know what? I'd love to see Is It and Zagarakis versus Bojan and Shakiri. Oh, yeah. How good would that be? Oh. That'd be really tasty. Um... Go on, I'm going to put this Leicester team through. You happy with that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good man. Right, we'll save you lot to the end. We'll do Swansea Newcastle. Um, Newcastle are Shea Given, Philippe Albert, Rob Lee, Peter Bloody Beardsley, because <laughs> Mark would have stomped off home if he didn't have him. And Alan Shearer and Swansea are um, Michel Vorman, Goal, Ashley Williams, Gilfrey Sigerson, Michu, and Leon Britton. Um. I'd have given over Vaughan. I'd yeah. Have, I think five aside, I'd have Albert versus over Ashton Williams. Yeah. Uh, Rob Lee is a bit near. Peter Beardsley yeah. was a fabulous player. Yeah. Yeah. And Shearer. And Shearer. But so were Misha and Sigerson. I mean, neither of them are Shearer. No, obviously not. I mean, 
I do like that Swansea team. I, I do like. I think we built a good balance in that yeah. Swansea team, but I, I think you can't ignore Shearer. No, if I could, I think Rob. Go on. I was going to say Shearer is currently. He's, I don't know if he's starting tonight or is it tomorrow. Him and Savage are playing three days of five aside. Oh, that's or tonight. something for sport relief. That's, so you know, yeah, just something. He's currently playing five aside, so maybe he's probably going to be better suited. Is this some kind of call for some terrorist attack? That you know, you're they're both in the same place at the same time. <laughs> no, is that what you're doing? No. <laughs> if we could take Robley out and put Gilfie Sigerson in, if we were allowed to do that, that would be lovely. Unfortunately, I don't think we can. No, but we're going to go Newcastle, are we? I think so. I think you've got. I think they've got the slight edge. Right. Are you ready? You've got your Chelsea hat on and plastic flag. <laughs> yes. Right. Plastic flag. I'm waving it for atmosphere. <laughs> Uh, right, Manchester United versus Chelsea. I'll read your team out first. Peter Cech, Ricardo Carvalho, Frank Lampard, Iron Robin, Didier Drogba. Uh, Manchester United, which Paul from the Manchester United rank cast said he would have chosen had he been on this podcast, um, was Pete Schmeichel, Rio Ferdinand, Cristiano Ronaldo, Paul Scholes, Eric Cantona. Um, that's a really good United that's a, team. That's a really good team. My only thing is I, I still don't rate Rio Ferdinand. No, neither do I. Good. Well, I'm I, I think I made, I, I made my feelings about Rio Ferdinand perfectly clear <laughs> when we took the Leeds team. Okay, well, let's have a look. The Peter and Peter Schmeichel. Schmeichel. By a lot or... Go on, make a, case, make a case for Czech because he's been around for 10, 11 years, hasn't he? Czech is a fantastic goalkeeper and for Chelsea, he was just immense. For, for I mean, the, the head injury sort of... I'd love to see where Czech would be now. If he didn't get injured, well, I mean, it, I, I think he'd be he'd be, he'd be world number one for he, me. He didn't seem to impede him, did it? I mean, maybe maybe in the no. short term it did, but I think longer term he's he's been just as brave, hasn't he? He's been just as brave. I think he's still been a fantastic goalkeeper, but I think obviously there has been that that there was that sort of you know stumbling block, yeah. and he was already at, it, it, he was just about to hit his peak for me and I think he, he sort of missed the opportunity to hit his peak and, and carry on the stride and he's still a fantastic goalkeeper but Peter Schmeichel I think was just in another was just on a slightly higher level yeah okay um, Ricardo Carvalho versus Rio Ferdinand I'd come Ricardo Carvalho I'd have Carvalho but I wouldn't have picked Carvalho in the team who would you pick? I would have picked Desai that's what me and Ross said oh that's what we wanted. Because Colin on the Sunday show was adamant that it was going to be John Terry. And from the very start, we said no. And then we had Rebecca on, who's a Chelsea fan, and she wanted Carvalho. And I think we had to do a bit of horse trading with her to get somebody else in. Yeah, I mean, John Terry's just personal reasons, everything about him. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not really going to work. But Desai versus Carvalho, Desai is just, he's strong. He, he, he was, for me, just a fantastic, perfect defender. Yeah. Carvalho, very, very good. Don't get me wrong. Loved Carvalho. He's not Desai, though. No. Um, right, so you've got Ronaldo, Scholes, and Eric Cantona versus Frank Lampard, Iron Robin, Didier Drogba. Now, I didn't want Lampard in. I wanted Ricardo Quaresma, and I still think <laughs> he would beat any one of those three United players. <laughs> it, to be honest, it's really difficult because that, that United three... Is so good. Ronaldo, um, Cantona. I mean, Skulls, yeah. All right, let's compare, let's compare and like for like. Skulls and Lampard then. 
you'd kind of assume they'd be sort of the two that sit back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Skulls and Lampard, I'm sorry, I'd have to go with Paul Skulls. I'd go with Lampard just because of the goal threat, but Skulls would um, would be the better passer. Yeah, okay. Um, So then we've got Iron Robin, Cristiano Ronaldo. Ronaldo. Yeah, I do do really like Iron Robin, though. I do. In his time, at his time as Chelsea, though, he was good, but he was never, for me, like, fantastic. No, I think as a person, I do really like Cristiano Ronaldo as a person, but also as a person, I do like Iron Robin as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, As a Premier League player, I don't think Robin was as successful as Ronaldo. And I think if we're comparing it purely by Premier League standards, Mm. then it's Ronaldo over Robin. Yeah, okay. Uh, Well, mind you, he got Pepe Reina sent off, didn't he? Well, yeah. The dirty swine. Right, okay. (laughs) Um, Drogba versus Kanta. I'd I'd go with Drogba on this one. I love Drogba. Who doesn't love Drogba? I think he's great. Everyone does. Everyone does. I just remember the dis- the thing after the Barcelona game in the Champions League where he swore at Cameron and said it was a disgrace. And he looks like Denise Lewis. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I love him to bits. I mean, whenever you see him play for Ivory Coast, he's just a man above everybody else. He's... I mean, it, it'd be any... He'd score against any team, any goalkeeper on his day. Yeah. He's just... He has scored so many t- different types of goals, and he was just a talisman for Chelsea. He carried Chelsea for several seasons for yeah. me. I'm willing. I'm willing this Chelsea team through because Manchester United are the antichrist, of course. Well, I, I, I hate Manchester United. I want to burn through, but I mean that it's a very good team. The other thing is, is well, I probably in that Premier League Chelsea team, I probably wouldn't have even picked Robin. Wouldn't you? Who'd you gone with? See, no, this is. I think someone like Zola. I think we said, uh, yeah. One of, I, I one think of, it's he difficult to have a Chelsea team without Zola. Yeah. Plus, I, personally, even though it definitely wouldn't have ever got into the team, Idiger Johnson, I just loved Idiger Johnson. Yeah. As a player. I, he, every guy, he was, he was he, fantastic. He was a very underrated player as well, wasn't he? He, he held his own I, at Barcelona. I thought, I thought he was very, very underrated. I don't think enough people gave him the credit he deserved. No. He held his own at Barcelona, didn't he? It wasn't as if he went there to make the numbers up. No. No, definitely played his part. Yeah. Um, Zola definitely got a few votes. Uh, I'm really willing your team through, but I just don't think I can do it. I don't... As much as I'd love to put Chelsea through, I don't... I think that United, based on the five players, that's a better United team than it's a Chelsea team. I think, to be honest, I haven't got a problem with any of them apart from Rio Ferdinand, to be honest with you. No, but we can just ignore him anyway. Can, shall we? Well, should we? Yeah. Should we pretend he's um, Steve Bruce instead or something like that? Yeah, just just to make ourselves feel better. Yeah. All right, we'll yeah. do that. Okay. All right. So that's the winners then. Um, Sunderland, uh, West Ham, Leicester City, Manchester United, and Newcastle. Um, I'm going to do a draw with those teams and see how they come out against each other. I think I might have an odd one out somewhere or something like that. Yeah, it's fine. We'll do that. We'll just. Make something up as we go. We'll fudge it, don't worry. Yeah. Excellent. Um, if you've got any uh, any interest or any um, anything you want to raise with us about those teams we've pulled out, you can tweet us at Man on the Post. Um, anything else you want to mention, Ryan? Um, I don't think so, actually. I think we've covered, you know, everything. Yeah? You're a happy little crabby. Yeah. Good man. Just sitting here smiling. <laughs> if they want to tweet you, how do they tweet you? 
Uh, my Twitter handle is at the Ryan Goodman. Okay, uh, I'm at C Armband. Um, like I say, at Man of the Post is the uh, Twitter feed for Man of the Post. If you want to um, tell us what you think of our teams we've picked out there. The guys are back on Sunday to talk about the matches we've just done a little preview on. Um, Colin might be back actually this week. I, I hear he, I hear on the the rumor mill that he's going to be making his first appearance of 2016. Well, I'm looking at his Twitter feed at seven zero seven. He's even put a smiley face on it as well, so it must be true. It's guaranteed then. Yeah, that's like, that's legally binding, isn't it? Yeah, and if if anyone's listening to this on Monday and he's not been on the Sunday show, yeah. Just, get, you know, say, Ryan said this was guaranteed because of the smiley face. Yeah, legally binding, smiley face. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you can rate reviews on iTunes. It helps bump us up the charts and make people easier to find, or make us easier to find for people. Uh, you can also download us through uh, our new Acast Overlords. Um, you can subscribe to us on there, and it will all automatically download as well. Um, like I say, Ross and the guys are back on Monday, uh, or on Sunday to download on Monday. Manofthepost.com is the website as well. You can check that out. We're always looking for new writers as well. Uh, you can email Chris at Manofthepost.com if you uh, want to pitch an idea to us. Um, hopefully, Mark and uh, Alex will be back next week. You uh, around next week? Yep. Excellent. Right. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Oh, no worries. Excellent. And we'll uh, see you next week. And all that remains to be said is always remember to leave your Man on the Post. Chumba